When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, happy Friday, you guys. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Woo! Woo! Steve Patterson in the building. Yeah, can you smell me? Yeah, but I could smell me too. Oh, okay. Um, Holly, do you want to smell me during the commercial break? I'll probably sneeze too much. Holly. This is, how, this is how we develop a tolerance for the amount of cologne that I like to wear. I'm wearing Versace Eros. Oh, okay. All right. It's lighter. It's got like some, uh, there's like a vanilla in it. It's a, it's a, not a fan s- of that. Softer scent. I'm wearing Michael Kors Wonderlust. That seems a touch thirsty. Mm. Um, here, toss me the, <laughs> toss me the bottle. I'll catch it. Will I know you? it's yeah, yeah, yeah. No. As long as you toss it, good. No, no. Come on, You're Donna. Oh my god, that was an opportunity for fun today. And we already just... had our fun this morning. Uh, oh, we yeah, lost, by nice. the way. This is a plastic bottle. I'm going to throw it back to you. Okay. Nice. It's, we played catch. It's not a plastic bottle. I think that's thick plastic. That's not glass. All right, whatever. Uh, what anyway, do you mean we lost? <laughs> we lost. We we don't get a day off, but we have to work in the afternoon. Listen, there are two ways to view this. This is the My Talk Awards, by the way. Um, one is negatively that we have to do that, or we get to. The other is positive. Think of the think of the afternoon listeners who they're in the car in the afternoon. And they, uh, frankly, have been kind of trapped thinking that Lori and Julie is the only show. We come on and we make our mark. It is a full-blown commercial to change your patterns. Maybe even or outright. promote our own show. That's what I'm saying. Like, right, stop okay. listening to this. Listen to our podcast. It's up by right. the time you're in the car in the afternoon. I think we could turn it into an, an absolute takedown. Just a hit piece. Right, I like Let's it. Let's get malicious. Like All right. All right, great. Where, where'd that come from? I, I don't know. But we had some bad picks today. Florence Pugh. What that, were you thinking? Oh, oh I, I heard I what mean, happened. <laughs> I sent you a text. I said, I oh, thought did she, you? I don't know where my I, th- I thought she had passed. But hey, she's great. She's here. She's doing good. That's good. Uh, that was a garbage pick. And that was by uh, you. You're kind of like the Lori of our show and that you lead the way. You're like the first to respond to it. You take the homework assignments very seriously. I do. Yeah. Except I didn't really 
think it through. I'm more of. I uh, just wanted to get it done. The, you know the the Julia in this scenario. Right, right. You know I'm here for entertainment, and uh, that was a terrible pick, though. It terrible. It was just just bad. Yeah, Harrison so, Ford wasn't even a great Harrison pick. Harrison Ford was not a great pick. Although in that category, lifetime achievement, Dolly was gonna take it. Regardless. I was. I did not agree with that. I thought that it was absolutely gonna be the queen in a runaway because so many people love the royals. And why are we nominating dead people. Oh, how about George Washington? What a fella. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. wow. Watch out, Donna. You're going to get hate mail. Oh, no. Yeah, from the Brits. But bruh. I mean, I didn't know we were allowed to nominate people posthumously. We could, I would have done that in every category. You could have nominated whoever you wanted, Donna. I would have nominated Jesus. No. I could be down with that. <laughs> he was a good dude. There's a great <laughs> Steve Carell, um, Michael Scott moment where he's listing off early episodes, season one. He's listing off uh, people that he, uh, his role models. And he goes through and it's like Bono, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> says somebody else. And then he pauses and says, and um, probably God would be fourth. <laughs> it would be fourth. That's, that's a great line. Go watch awesome. The Office Kids if you haven't. It's on Peacock. Okay, right. thanks. That's... You watching anything? Um, Did you get to your homework assignment yet? No, no, it's easy. All right, it's going to happen checking. by Monday. Yeah, you got I the weekend. Kind of feel like I'm going to forget. Now maybe I'll go home today, and maybe um, maybe I'll just put it on while the kids are still at school. It's only a 90 minute movie, Fargo. It's pretty quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Far- Fargo is the the assignment. By the way, if you want to watch along, you can, or if you haven't watched it in a while, or maybe you've never watched it. Maybe you're like me, never like fully beginning to end watched it. Uh, Fargo is the overdue movie review assignment for the week, and we will break it down, my thoughts on it, on Monday. I have a feeling I'm going to try to go in open. I have a feeling I'm not going to like this movie. I don't think you will either. And when I watched a bit of the Big Lebowski unpopular uh, opinion, I remember thinking, what is this? There's a real Cohen brothers. They are a specific flavor of ice cream. Yeah. 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 And they're a, I think a love them or loathe them kind of a flavor. That could you know? be. So I don't know if it's my, I don't know. I don't know if it's my thing. Oh, I'm, sad for, I'm sad for you, Steve. You know, and one day I brought this up on um, Twin Cities Live and I, you know, just randomly said, hey, the Coen brothers are overrated. And the reason that we all like them is because of the Minnesota connection. I'll hang up and listen. And then Elizabeth, Elizabeth Reese was like, oh, buddy, brace yourself. And then guess what? The overwhelming sentiment on social that day in response to what I had said was anti Coen brothers. They also were oh. like, yes, overrated. Not terrible, but overrated was sort of the, the way that I was trying to pick the fight. Did you see No Country for Old Men? No, that hasn't come out yet. That came out in like 2007, honey. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add it to the list. <laughs> well, I'm... Did you see Raising Arizona? Oh. No, that has been a long suggested by a friend of mine. He's like, you got to see it. Nick Cage, right? I don't think I've seen the whole thing. Yes, put the bunny but... in the box. No. But that's another Nick Cage no. thing, so it works. Put the bunny in the box. <laughs> Air, Air Force One. Nope. Air, Air, the one where Con he's... Con Air. Con Air! <laughs> Same thing. I've seen essentially... Uh, you know what? I, I'm not going to completely disagree with you. It, 
I don't love their movies. They're I'm, fine. I'm sad for both of you right now. I, I I'm going to go cry in the bathroom Not before yet. my shift is done no, now. No, Holly, no. Holly, don't. No. Wait, but Holly, Holly, you would uh, grant us that they are a very specific flavor. So, you know, vanilla, chocolate ice cream, most people go for that. But once you get into like the Rocky Roads and you start putting nuts into stuff, people will still love it. And the people who love it are like, this is what I love, and it's, I love it so hard. I'll take it over vanilla or chocolate any day. But it is it, it draws fewer to the yard. That is true. But the Big Lebowski, that's kind is of a, fun. It, that is a vibe masterpiece. I'll need to watch that one again. It's the dude, uh, there's the white Russian, and it's Jeff Bridges wearing Bowling. a cardigan. Yeah, the, okay. the, car, the rug ties the room together. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep, don't know what that means, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it, it a lot. Very quotable movies. You know what I mean? It's more character driven than... It's a vibe. Right. It's a vibe. You vibe out with the big Lebowski, yeah, Steve. You okay. just let it vibe with you. So you don't watch it as much as you experience That's it. That's right. Yes, Steve. Well, this is why we're doing the overdue movie reviews, is so that I can make sure that I'm up to speed on a lot of these cultural touchstones yes. in the in the movie universe. I did like Fargo, I have to say. Right, well. You will not like it. I, you know, I really cannot see Steve liking this movie. It'll now, it'll move too slow for you. Now I hope I like it because sometimes it's a, it's like yeah, reverse psychology. I know right. you're doing, and now I want to prove you wrong. Like you think you've got me totally figured out. That's why I also want to watch episode one of The Last of Us. Oh, I only want to watch think, episode three. I think I'm going to like it. And you're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be Steve's thing. There's zombies and all that stuff. But I, I think if there's a good story behind it, sure. Like for instance, Squid Game. I don't like seeing what they showed me, but, and you can argue that's a whole separate conversation as to what kind of violence and graphic violence should be in and right. what does it say about us and all that. So that notwithstanding in this moment, the story of Squid Game, the stakes of what's going to happen next, is he going to survive, then what happens, you know, you lean into that. You did not watch Squid Game. I watched one episode and I went, what in the hell is this? She watched Red Light. It yeah. seemed like... And I've said this before, I don't know how else to explain it than it seemed like somebody was getting their rocks off by killing people. And that really disturbed me. If that makes sense. It sure does. Yeah. And I think that... I don't uh, like that. There was like a perversion to it. Okay. And it made me really uncomfortable and I didn't want to witness that. Thank you. Okay. We got to go. Boy, I feel that. Right. Hey, when we come back, yeah. because we've been getting a lot of emails, and I just passed reception up front, they said their phone actually has been ringing off the hook an abnormal amount the past few months, wondering where things that make you go, huh, has gone. <laughs> I'm bringing back the full segment. We're doing it next. It's Don and Steve right. on My Talk. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Yes, Steve. I'm stalling. What are you going to do about it? I just, this would be a good time. I would, my stomach is making a lot of noise right now. Yeah, because during the commercial break, I even said, what noise was, what was that noise? Yeah, it sounds like the Demogorgon, like, is in me just trying to get out. And so I would like to try to mic it. And I wonder if I could let the listener hear it. Has anyone ever tried micing their stomach noises before on this show? Here we go. Let's see if we can hear this. This would be incredible if this happens. All right. All right. I, think, I think I know how to bring it on. Okay. All right. 
Did you hear that? Yes, I did. I don't know if the listener Can you turn did. my uh, my mic power up a little bit? All right, here we go. We're going to try this again. And hang on. Don't fail me now. Hang on. Pressure. Oh, no. Oh, crap. Things that make you go. Not that. I feel like I may have kind of ruined my reputation that I had going. Okay. I want to talk with you about the Wizard of Oz now. Sure. Of course, now my stomach is making a ton of noise. But that's just the way it goes, I guess. When Do you know how they landed on Oz? Like the, the Wizard of Oz? Mm-mm. Oz didn't exist before that. I mean, it's not like that's... Like, how did they land on that as the name of this magical destination where Dorothy and Scarecrow and the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion need to go. Here's how. When L. Frank Baum was writing The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, he got the name Oz from his filing cabinet. One drawer was A to G, one was H to N, and one was O to Z. Huh. That's how he landed on Oz. Are you sure? I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, how come we never heard this before? I feel like I have heard it before. I don't know. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, man. Jeez. I, may, I, I just need like a separate mic on my stomach, I think. Just for this hour. Hang on. This is my last time I'll try it, but the show's a little light today, so this is fine. <laughs> oh, wait. Son of a gun! <laughs> I like that you're trying to push it out, Steve. <laughs> I know. That you're trying to will it into being. I did well. I well, during the break. I was like when I like sat down, slouched down, and my stomach went totally flaccid. I was like, oh, now it's making noise. So I thought I could go between flexed and flaccid and pull it off, but hmm. not the case. Don't worry, I have more. Just to show you how much the future didn't turn out to be the future, as in the sci-fi future when we looked ahead in movies of years gone by and thought, oh, man, it's going to be so cool. I'm fact-checking you right now. That's fine. The original Blade Runner was set in the year 2019. Mm, That is true. That didn't turn out. Hey, guess what? Go to Donna. While the story you told about Frank Baum uh, and Oz was very entertaining. There seems to be little evidence that that story is true. Baum himself has told at least two different versions of the stories. Others have speculated it comes from the oohs and ahs his stories produced from readers and listeners. That seems like a stretch. Wait, but that is a stretch because how could he get the oohs and ahs for the first story if nobody read it? Mm. That's like a fake argument. What's a straw man argument? I have no I idea. I want to use it more, but I don't. I remember talking about uh, touching on this in philosophy class. Oh. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> Straw man argument, as I think of the... Uh... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Scarecrow. Sometimes called a straw person argument um, is the logical fallacy of distorting an opposing position into an extreme version of itself and then arguing against that extreme version. Huh. Oh, I need an example of that. I don't think it's this. That's my point. Okay. Moving on. I'm a All pro. Right. I have more. Oh, great. Uh, the movie Babe. It's a pig movie. Never la, saw la, it. La. <laughs> You've never seen Maybe I've you never, should watch that this never weekend. Never seen it. No. Babe used 48 different pigs Aww. to play the pig Babe and one animatronic one. And Holly, I bet you would know this. Wasn't it strange that we go all these years without any pig movie? Babe comes out the same year. I think it was like the same summer. Another pig movie, Gordy, came out. And it really did not capture an audience. In the same way that Blu-ray DVD and HD DVD came out at roughly the same time, Babe was the Blu-ray and Gordy was the HD DVD. Yeah, that's called the Armageddon Deep Impact Theory of Major Motion Pictures. Okay, Hmm. and this is when, uh, are they doing this purposefully, Holly, when they have two very similar movies, kind of a Coke and a Pepsi version of it? I don't think it's necessarily mm, intentional, but you got hot properties. You're like, look, there's a pig movie. Well, we got a pig movie, and then it becomes the summer of pig movies. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) the summer of pig. Yes. We've already talked about Oz. Now we'll talk about Of. Oh. Of and Off were once the exact same word, but in a stressed versus unstressed pronunciation. It wasn't until the 17th century that they developed different uses to the point where they were considered different words. Of and Off Hmm. used to essentially be the same word. Fascinating. That's what I thought. Kind of works, though. Yeah. It, so, it checks out. Yeah, when you're of something, it's part of something, and then off would use, it's like past tense. Yeah. Take it off. Hmm. Yes, yeah, queen. Man. Yeah, man. Uh, put me down for a sleigh, queen. <laughs> About 80% of Trader Joe's products are its own store brand, which means Trader Joe's is making a lot of money. Because they're selling their own stuff. Remember when we had the conversation about Trader Joe's, and I'm like, I never know what to buy there. I don't remember this. Oh, I mean that like the phone lines blew up, and people were like, "Oh, you got to get their oh. ketchup. Oh, you got to get this." They had recommendations. Yes. You know, I feel like there. I only cross one Trader Joe's. It's the one in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Me too. And it's been a long time since I've been there, but I used to feel so hip going into a Trader Joe's. I felt like, look at me. What it's am like I, a, a registered independent politically? Look at me. <laughs> you feel like you're like in a groovy like bodega. Yeah, yeah. anti-establishment. Yeah, man. Anyway, they got good stuff. Good frozen food. That's good great. Bowls. Anyway, thanks for sharing all those fun facts, Steve.
You know, it's a joy to do this. Um, Trevor Noah, yesterday was Groundhog's Day. Groundhog Day. Trevor Noah did something very funny on The Daily Show. Did anyone notice? We'll tell you what he did. That when we return. Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, friends. Hey. Donna. Hey, Steve. Stevie Boy here for my buddies over at the Canopy Group. You know, Donna's recently dealing with some insurance things. It's like, if you've ever dealt with that, if it's clean time, you're dealing with something, listen to her groans. Got a tree on her cabin up north. I mean, all sorts of stuff. If you've dealt with the claims process, it can be a real pain in the you-know-what. Uh, well, it wasn't recently for listener Heidi. She's the one I told you guys about. She said, hey, guess what? I made the switch because I heard you yapping about the Canopy Group. Saved 1200 bucks." Uh, well, then she did a follow-up email said, hey, guess what? I actually had to make a claim. There was some water leak. Uh, from the time that she reached out to them, said, hey, here's a problem, to the time the adjuster came out, checked out the problem, and then she had cash money in her account, three business days. She said, I was super impressed never gone that quick so maybe you can take the pain out of the claim see what i did there donna you can start saving big and get better coverage today at the canopygroup.com it is cold i didn't know it was cold out feels like negative 20 right now it's gonna warm up now this is sort of the worst of it yeah well it's gonna get better this is it this is then it. The warm up's it's going to warm up 50 degrees by the weekend. You're right? going to see shorts and croc guy. Yes. He's going to be out this weekend. Shorts and croc guy. Welcome back to the show. Yo. Mm. Donna and Steve. My Talk 1071, where we warm you up when it's cold. Ah, it's like a warm hug, right? Yeah. All right. I will say today's weather is one of those things where you realize... Uh, uh, how much you cannot notice whether if you stay in a car most of the time, right? If you have, particularly if you have an attached garage, you go from an attached garage mm-hmm. to just a brief walk into work, and it's biting cold. I mean, I was when I was walking into the building today and sniffing in. It was one of those nose hairs days where mm-hmm. you feel your your nose hairs because they're yeah. freezing together or whatever. Uh, but you can you can endure these days if you just avoid the outdoors. Turns out it's always like in the 60s in your home. I always feel bad for the dogs. Oh. Because they want to go outside, but you can't because then they're, you know, picking their feet up because it's burning. You got little booties. Yeah. You know, my oh, dog. Good thinking. He, I mean, that's, I got to make sure he doesn't die outside. Because he loves yeah, going they outside. They love being Aww. out there. But he doesn't do any of the booty pickup. Like, he gives virtually no signs that it's not all just peachy. Right. And then, uh, yeah, and then you're, sometimes you're like, oh, crap. You know, you let him out to go to the bathroom. We have an invisible fence. Mm-hmm. So it is very possible. But he will now start to scratch at the door. He'll throw his paws up on the door to ju- so it makes some noise when he's ready to come in. But it's easy. When you have an invisible fence, it's easy to forget. Here's what happens. Here, go out and go potty. Mm-hmm. And then, bring or a child starts to mm-hmm. cry or something. Mm-hmm. And then 20 minutes later. You're like, where's a dog? Yeah. We've seen this in a video that you... Um that you posted on Instagram when you remember he <laughs> yeah, I do remember this that. happened to me recently. I left the dog in the garage. I didn't know she followed me out. Yeah. I went to get something out of the car. Oh my. And I'm like, I, I'm dog sitting right now. So I'm like, where's the dog? Oh my God. Did I lose my friend's dog? Mm. That's horrible. And then I just opened the garage door. Cause I was going to go out that way. And she just came running in. Oh, like, Holly, there was I mean, a, a time, um, a couple of months ago, where I was looking around, 
a few minutes away from going on the air, and I'm like, where is Rex? Lou had left. Dev Dev was with Lou. Uh, the kids were at school, and I was like, where's Rex? So I opened the front door, and I'm like, Rex, you out there? Look nowhere. I look out the backyard. I'm like, oh, crap. Do I have to go looking for this dog? Did, did he run away somehow? Did he get out of the, the, the yard? What's going on? And I'm looking over all, all over the place. I kid you not. I open the garage to see if he's out in the garage. And we have motion-activated lights, and the lights are off. There's not a sound out there. And I thought, okay, he's not here. Where is this dog? And as I go to close the door to the garage, I see staring at me. All doors closed from the driver's seat of the van. The dog oh, is in, in the, the car, car with the doors closed. The doors are closed. And the only reason that that was able to happen was I went out into the garage to move a car seat from the van to my vehicle. I forget why we needed to. But I guess when the door was open, he must jumped have in. jumped in. And then we like probably auto closed the doors and he's in there. And Holly, I cannot express to you how calm the dog was. When I came and opened the door, he still just looked at me like. What are we thinking? He's sitting in the driver's seat. It like, was hilarious. Bruh, like an Uber driver waiting for you. Just like, <laughs> I'm on my phone. It's okay. Uh, it was it was so crazy. And then every, I, you don't have to email me. I know that there have been some tragic outcomes of this, which you need to be careful. If that happens in the summer mm-hmm. in a car, things are, are really bad. So for me, it was cute. But be careful out there, guys. Yes, that's Very cold. Right. The only place that I can find that possibly is going to be colder than Minneapolis right now, mm-hmm. Mount Washington. In New Hampshire, oh, maybe okay. negative ninety wind chills over the Shut weekend. Stop up. it, yeah. Holly. That's a thing. No, Alaska right now is warmer than we are. So I just want you to all, if you're cold, well, yes, you are cold. And it's yes. winter in Alaska right now. In case yeah. you, in case you're like, yeah, but they seem far away. They're they're in winter. It's cold there. Yeah. Wow. You know, and that negative ninety is crazy because you'll have some old timers who will say. Oh, when I was a kid, it, we used to get negative 70 wind chill, negative 80 wind chill. Right. Well, they changed the wind chill. So that's why oh. they changed it. It used to seem more drastic. Then they figured out a more accurate way of reading it. So, oh, I did not know so that. So your, your negative, you know, 70 sure. that you're telling us you grew up with is like our negative 25. You know, right. they, it's it's all the same. Got There's it. A, there was some sort of conversion. Interesting. Actual temperatures are supposed to be negative 40 on Mount Washington. So if that Air those were your weekend plans, I advise you to change Oh, my them. gosh. <laughs> and don't forget, guys, speaking of winter, I will be uh, skiing this time next week. Ooh. I'll be on slopes in, in Breckenridge, uh, Colorado. I haven't skied in 10 or 15 years. Now, have you practiced? Are you stretching? I am doing cardio. At the gym, which my brother and cousin were saying, do that because the elevation is different there. And so, you know, get your cardio up to speed. Just like get used to being under some... Out of breath yes, a little bit. Mm. And drink a lot of water leading up to it. Apparently, that mm. those two things can help to, particularly water, can help to fend off altitude sickness. Oh, interesting. All right. Good luck. I'm Ski Steve. What do you want from me? I shred that gnar so hard, I or can't even. You're Skeev. <laughs> I like it. You know I like that, Donna. That sounds good. No, Skeev is a bad Skeev. word. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like you're like a Skeevy skeev- perv. Yeah. What does Skeev mean? me out. Ew. How do you spell it? E-E-V-E? Uh, Skeev, a disgusting or loathed <laughs> person. I'll take it.
I don't care. I love that you're like, I like it. I like, I like it, it a lot. I'm like, I don't think you should. Oh, uh, Trevor Noah is no longer on The Daily Show. He recently left within the last couple of months. They've had uh, Wanda Sykes in hosting. They had D.L. Hughley this week. Before that, they had Leslie Jones. So they're going through their carousel of all sorts of wonderful celebrity fill-ins. But Trevor Noah, it turns out, had done something kind of funny. He had told, without tipping his cap, he had told the same joke on The Daily Show every Groundhog Day, every year that he was on the show. Oh, how cute. And I just have an appreciation for a long game punchline. Sure. He never said, by the way, I told that joke last year. It's not like that. It's like, well, time for me to do it. He just doesn't. That's great. And that's pretty funny. Would you like me to tell you what the joke is? Absolutely. He says, today is Groundhog Day. And also, what the hell is Groundhog Day? People pull a rodent out of the ground and then ask the animal to predict the weather. Really? This is so unfair because if Africans were doing bleep like this and you heard that we pulled animals out of the ground, like there are villages in Africa where people wear animal skin. And if I tried to explain that Americans use groundhogs to predict the weather, they'd be like, but why not use the satellite data? That was <laughs> <laughs> he does it, of course, with better delivery. There was a bleep, so I got to that's read it. But good. that's a funny joke. And that's every funny. year he tells the joke. That's cute. That's funny. I Is have his he... book, A Born a Crime, on my Audible. Still haven't listened to it. Is he funny? He is funny. Oh, my gosh. Yes, he's funny. Is he a a comedian? I mean, I don't even know what his history is. Like, what's his origin story? He does stand up. I'm not sure that I know I can answer the question, what's his origin story? Uh, But I believe, didn't he grow up in South Africa, like apartheid South Africa? That much I feel Um, like I knew. He's a comedian, uh, actor, host. He's going to be doing some more uh, stand-up comedy um, now that he's post Daily Show, but he's very funny. He's very charismatic, and he's very well-spoken. He strikes me as the kind of guy that now when he's doing the Daily Show bit, you know, you're 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 hitting punchlines, of course, right? But he strikes me as the kind of guy that you could be politically opposite him if you just had to check boxes and say what you are on different political topics. You'd be able to have a conversation with him. And still feel like, oh, that was fun. He listened. He answered my questions. And we were able to, like, laugh in the midst of it. He just strikes me as a thoughtful. I've seen a couple of his off-camera, so to speak, even though they've seen him on camera. But during commercial breaks, sometimes people will post things on social of doing a QA and a with the audience. And somebody will ask something. And he seems very thoughtful and intelligent. That's good to know. He's coming for four nights in uh, November of this year. That's my birthday month, Donna. Ooh, he's coming the 8th, the 9th, the 10th, and the 11th. 11-11? Orpheum. He's coming to the Orpheum. Also, since you brought up numbers, the final day of this year will be 1-2-3-1-2-3. Wow. Let me... Let me it's going to be 12-31, like December 31st. 23. 23. 1, 2, so 3, that, 1, 2, 3. Right? Yes. Cute. You understand how much I contribute? I sure the, do, Steve. The, the, the conversation today, like you tell me there's a water cooler that doesn't repeat that fact today, you'd be wrong. People are going nuts over this stuff. Right, Holly? Bananas. Yep. 
Three more quick pit uh, little bits on Super Bowl ads. There are going to be a lot of uh, celebrities. The, I think we've got a fun year of Super Bowl ads coming our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix and General Motors have teamed up for an ad featuring Will Ferrell driving GM electric vehicles through Netflix shows like Squid Game, Bridgerton, and Army of the Dead. That just sounds like that'll be funny. Sylvester Stallone uh, and his daughters, as we mentioned yesterday, they're going to be doing that Paramount Plus reality show, The Family Stallone. And uh, they'll be in that Paramount Mountain commercial. There's a little teaser out today of it. You've got Sly Stallone hanging off like in Cliffhanger. So uh, there again, big star power. Steve Martin calls Ben Stiller a Nepo baby. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. In a teaser for their Pepsi Zero Sugar ad. Yeah. So that'll be all sorts of fun too. And they're just like standing next to each other in the teaser. Almost like an SNL promo. You know, oh, just sure. two funny yeah, guys yeah, yeah. looking at the camera. So, Cute. anyway, a uh, lot of stars. Lot Yay. Of stars. When is the game again? February 12th. 11th. 12th. 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 2 okay. 12. Thank 23. you. Steve. All right. 0212223. Okay. <laughs> when we come back, if you see something, you should say something. That's what we always say. You're right about that, Donna. We got something good, though, right? Uh, yes. No? Uh, two, okay. two things. One, there was a big balloon in the sky yesterday. It was not a hot air balloon. And the U.S. government was not too pleased about the balloon. We'll tell you about the balloon. But also, Mr. Beast, we've talked about him a few times mm-hmm. on the show, world's most popular YouTuber, did something that was, I think, by most accounts, really nice and really kind and, and really charitable. And uh, the Internet found a way to complain about it. I'll tell you what it was. When we return, it's Donna and Steve. Clap your hands. It's my talk. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Holly's with us for one more segment. What up, Horo? Hi. <laughs> oh, Holly. What a psychopath. I wonder who the weirdest person at the station is. Because the easy answer is to say someone like me who's particularly weird on the air. But there are some sleeper cells among us. I'm looking at Holly Roberts. <laughs> oh, you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know. Would I be scared? Slightly. <laughs> you should hear us in here, Holly, during the commercial breaks. I mean, we are lunatics. <laughs> we really are. Like, you, Steve sees a side of me that nobody gets to see. Yes, and if you ever have a fill-in... No one else gets access to this because your guard is totally down. Even just before we came on, when you did your, you know, hey, good morning, welcome, back, whatever. You right before it, she was like, oh no, what? Oh, okay, <clears throat> hi, welcome back. She does that almost every commercial break. I'm going to secretly record you someday and just get all of it right before you come back on. And other some of the things that you say too. I mean, I could just, you know, you yes, you are very weird off the air. You're you are 80s radio rough and tumble. 
I was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last night, the original. <laughs> oh. I was. I thought my my son, uh, my three year old. I was like, Debbie, let's watch Ninja Turtles tonight. And he got all excited. And I showed him a trailer. Sweet. And uh, there's this part where he's like, I Michelangelo in the trailer goes, I love being a turtle. And his hands are in the air. <laughs> so Dev was standing on the ottoman yesterday, yes! saying that. And I was like, Let's do it, man. I put it on, and you can immediately tell if your kids are ready to cozy in for a movie, sure, or if they are just revved and ready to Squirrely. run around. And at one point, I knew I had lost the night when I said, Debbie, do you just want to come here and sit with Daddy and we'll watch it? And he said, no, I want to dance. And then he just ran off. And I was like, well, that ain't going to happen. But I was watching it, and it was it was it it is great 80s New York, even though it came out in 1990. It's great 80s New York ambiance. All of it. The, the It just feels like an old 80s New Gritty. York movie. Yes. Oh, I really, really dig that movie. Show them the second one. Then you get the Vanilla Ice song. Secret of the Use. Go, mm-hmm. Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Oh, oh yep. gosh. I oh, love that. Oh, my God, you guys. That's All right. huge. All right, let's do this. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Very funny, Donna, what you did with your voice just there. Thanks. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a Chinese spy balloon. Saw the tail end of the story on the news. I read this from the Morning Brew. U.S. officials presumably scanning the sky for the green comet. Which is out there? Saw something else entirely: a surveillance balloon <gasps> that they are confident was sent by China. Pentagon authorities said they've been tracking the balloon, which was spotted floating high above Montana, what? but they decided not to shoot it down out of safety concerns. The discovery of ramped-up Chinese spy operations comes days ahead of an expected meeting between our Secretary of State. Anthony Blinken, and Chinese President Xi Jinping, which will be happening in Beijing. Here's all I'll say. Okay. Spy balloons, first of all, sounds like that's like something out of James Bond or Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. Second of all, we've already heard increased talk of security concerns over TikTok. Right. TikTok owned by a Chinese company, and they're, you know, if you work for... The government in many places, you cannot have TikTok on your work phone because they have security concerns and they're concerned about all sorts of hacking and stuff like this. And so, you know, that sort of was on the back burner for a while. It's been getting a little more attention. I still think it would take a lot to see TikTok banned. But the fact that people on both sides of the aisle have brought up security concerns over TikTok is interesting and then coming across like, oh, there's a Chinese spy balloon in the sky over Montana? Are they trying to get an aerial view of uh, Yellowstone? Is that where the Dutners, Dutners, Dobbers? Mm. Duttons? Duttons are? Is there that where go. they are? I don't know, Donna. What do you want? Uh, well, what you... is China saying? Are they addressing this? Oh, you know China. They're just coming out and being very forthright and open and transparent <laughs> about it all. I don't know what they're saying, but it's interesting. They're pretty confident that it is. No, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so they've been doing this over the past few years, apparently, prior to this administration. And they're over some sensitive sites. 
What yeah. what are they doing? Do you still have TikTok on your phone? Yeah. Should we be getting rid of that? I love that you have TikTok on your phone. Thank you. Do you have an account? Yeah. Have you posted a thing? Never. I just like to look at the stuff. Huh. Yeah, your phone's probably hacked right now. I'm deleting this app right now. You're going to get all your dog photos. No! Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to delete it. I don't need this. In the moment, deleting? Is this happening? I used to do yeah. Insta downloads of songs that I really liked. I would download them uh, right then and there on the air. It was captivating radio. And now Donna, in the moment, deleting TikTok, TikTok, TikTok <laughs> after uh, growing concerns over uh Security stuff in China and now the spy balloon and all that. Is, is TikTok now off of your phone? Remove app. No, delete d- app. Delete, yeah. Yeah. Del- but, oh, they ask you a million times. Yeah. Then they gotta then you gotta say, I don't want the data on here anymore. Mm. You gotta close the loop. So when it says delete TikTok, deleting this app will also delete its yeah. data. Yeah. That's right. Because there you can remove the app from your home screen if you're just doing looking to do a little cleanup and but you know, like I'll probably use that later, but I don't need it clogging up my space right now. You need to delete that. Or else they're going to be at, at your house probably tonight with that balloon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Donna, let me tell you, okay, the joy done. of watching curated TikTok on Instagram, that's that's where you need to be. That's exactly right. That's, yeah. I, that's where I watch it in watch people's stories. It. And then you just hear like the little. <laughs> yeah, that little thing at the end is great. Yes, yeah. you're absolutely right, Holly. That's, that's mm-hmm. a great call. Uh, now this YouTuber, Mr. Beast, whose real name is Jimmy Don- Donaldson, has moved on from recreating Squid Game, which he did. Um to kind of doing something creative and really cool, but he got a little bit of backlash because the internet is the internet. He's 24 years old. He has more subscribers than anybody else on planet Earth on YouTube. Wow, he's 24 and doing all this crazy stuff? Check this out. Over the weekend, um, he revealed that he funded cataract surgery for 1,000 people. There's a video. It's titled, 1,000 Blind People See for the First Time. It's garnered more than 77 million views on uh, Mr. Beast's channel, but it sparked some debates around the use of philanthropy as a revenue driver and prompted some viewers to express express frustration with medical expenses in the country. So the surgery cost about $3,500 per eye. This according to myvision.org. And the participants in Mr. Beast's video weren't able to afford medical insurance. Criticism of the video focused primarily on the broader implications of an altruistic YouTuber funding surgeries as content, but some are more generally unsettled by the idea that the Mr. Beast channel, which has featured videos of people being paid to live in a windowless room and stay in a circle in the middle of nowhere for 100 days, is earning revenue off of charitable acts. Here's how Mr. Beast responded. Okay. You know when they put up like just a little written post and it's like Twitter says this. Yes. So here's what it is. Twitter, quote, rich people should help others with their money. Me. Okay, I'll use my money to help people, and I promise to give away all my money before I die. Every single penny. Twitter, Hmm. Mr. Beast bad. Essentially him saying, what do you got to do? I'm trying constantly to push money out there to give money away, in this case to help people get cataract surgery, but still he runs into some internet criticism because after further research, the internet is still the internet. For some people, it's just more fun to complain. But I think like he's doing a good thing. Who cares if he makes money off of it? What? Where does this guy get his money to begin with? To begin with, from sponsors. That's how it started. He he contacted someone, and a company, and basically said, 
I want to give away like $10,000 to someone. Uh, the video will be sponsored by you. I'll give it all away to the person in the video. And it was like surprising an unsuspecting homeless person or something like wow. that with $10,000. And then it's grown. Now he's get, he gets tons of money from all we over. We need a documentary on this guy. You can kind of find him on YouTube. The, like they're like the story of Mr. Beast on okay. YouTube. It's kind of interesting. All right. Holly. Take the rest of the day off. I'm going to go cry now. Oh, all right. Bye, Holly. We'll be back. Yeah.